Friday, the 27th of January. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Shad Wicker and joined by Luca Muller because Shano is too blind after the public holiday <laughs> and no one knows where he is. <laughs> yes, mate. The new generation. How you doing, Shad? <laughs> oh, mate, I'm good. I'm good. But you got to, uh, you caught some big bash over the last, over this past week. How was it? Yes, yes. Went to the G and saw um, the Stars Against the Thunder on Wednesday night. Uh, it was a pretty mediocre game, but the best was the entertainment <laughs> out on the concourses on the way into the game. Uh, As I was walking in, I saw this bloke like with a bird on his shoulder, like a cockatoo on the shoulder, and people were lining up and paying a bit of cash to take a photo with the cockatoo. And I was sort of approaching this um, situation from the back, but I could see the line forming and people getting the cockatoo photo. And then I saw uh, the cockatoo hop onto a new woman's back and just massive shit down her back. Yes! (laughs) So good. And the way it timed out, I saw the flash go off on the person's photo and right as my face was like... Oh, seeing what happened. It's going to be the greatest photo of all time. (laughs) All right. Well, look, we've got to move into the sport for today. All right. So the show is going to be huge. We've got some NFL to preview, Oz Open. We've got some finals locked away already, EPL, UFC and more. So let's do it. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Whether it's for early morning coffee and pastries, long business lunches or post-work cocktails, head to District Brasserie in Sydney's CBD. With a modern Australian menu created to hero locally sourced produce and a unique offering of charred meats cooked on a custom-built charcoal oven. Situated on the ground floor of Chifley Tower, District Brasserie is open from 6.30am Monday to Friday for breakfast, lunch and dinner. District Brasserie, sophisticated yet casual. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Well, the Oz Open finals are starting to get locked in for the weekend and we may be seeing like special K's. I've got to say, it's probably for me, it's like special K diet, if I'm being honest. But uh, the Aussies, Ricky Hijikata and Kubler have booked their spot into the men's doubles final. Another wildcard entry making it to the finals. Luca, do you reckon that like all of the seeded doubles players, right, the people that are professional <laughs> doubles teams are looking at all of these little makeshift teams of singles players and being like, why? Why do you need to come over to our tournament? It must be so annoying. I feel like, you know, no shade uh, to the doubles players of the world, but it's already sort of the sideshow attraction of the Oz Open, you know what I mean? And now they're just being shown up by these blokes who are like, oh, I guess we'll give it a crack. It's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like Special K's did it last time, and it's been the same pathway. Rinky and Kerbs have basically been knocking down seeds the entire time, so they'll be playing on the weekend. And I reckon they're going to take it out, honestly. I think it's going to be back-to-back Aussie Open champions, which also speaks to the state of Australia's singles competition when we're now just like, well, we're winning the doubles. 
You know, we haven't won a men's one. I think you're right. I think they're going to pick it up. Um, it's been so sick. What have they beaten? Number eight and number one already, I think. And they're just such a funny, like, combination. Their their personalities are, like, such a strange mix. But the energy is great. And I can see them getting It's got to be the most awkward chest bumps ever when they win matches. I've got to say. Like, they look <laughs> so... They, like, I love them, but they do look like losers. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the women's final's been locked in as well, though. So, we had right back now, who I'm loving this tournament. I'm backing her to go all the way. Yes. Uh, taking up... Uh, Taking up a win over Azarenka to book her spot. Sabalenka still yet to drop a set, also booking her spot in the final. Who are you taking between those? Oh, um, yeah, I feel like Sabalenka might be the one. Um, don't know why I'm leaning towards that. I can just see it. It's tough. It's been uh, sort of some unexpected results all along the way. But, yeah, what about you? I'm, I'm really like Yelena Rybakina. I think she's like, this is what she did when she won the Wimbledon, um, the Grand Slam last year. She kind of beat a bunch of high-ranked seeds, upset a yep. few people. The only thing is... Savalenka and her have played three times. Each time it's gone to a decider, so Savalenka should drop a set in this one if history is to go by. But yep. each time it's also been won by Savalenka. So yeah, right. right yeah, right, so right. it'd be a big upset if Robakina can win. But I'm backing it all the way. Novak and Tommy Paul obviously played tonight, along with Kachanov and Sitsipas. That to me is Sitsipas v Novak, and yep. they. Classic Sitsipas fall apart to Novak, who wins his 10th. <laughs> it just feels like fate, doesn't it? Um, it oh. felt like as soon as we sort of lost um, Medvedev and obviously Kyrgios pre-tournament, uh, Novak just had a pretty clear path uh, to the win here, and I don't think there's much standing in his way, unfortunately, for old Sitsi over there. Yeah, I think it's going to be a sad one there. Hey, um, let's talk EPL as well. I know you're across this one. I'm not that into EPL at the moment because... I'm an Everton fan, and it looks oh. like I won't even be a part of the APL by the end of this year. So. <laughs> Brother, we will get to Everton very soon. But, yeah, for anyone who's not super across the EPL, obviously there was the interruption with the World Cup and everything, but we are back. Uh, just a quick catch-up to let you know what's happening over there. Arsenal, good. On top of the ladder, five <laughs> points clear. Looking very good. Man City, a bit less good, but Haaland is still scoring tons of goals. Newcastle, better than they used to be, but also they have more money than anybody on earth, so that's pretty mm. much much to be expected. Liverpool and Chelsea, not good. Both uh, sitting about 9 and 10. Not much going on for those teams in a bit of semi-crisis there. Then right down the bottom, West Ham, Wolves and Southampton. Big name teams who are definitely in the relegation battle. Worrying stuff for them. And yeah, your boys right at the bottom. Those poor old toffees. It's just chaos right now, man. The owner has supposedly put them up for sale, but he's contesting that as well. They've sacked their coach. They haven't hired anyone new. Lampard is out. I think they'll probably announce that maybe even by the time that this episode comes out, but at time of recording, no one. I think it's probably between Marcelo Bielsa uh, and Sean Dyche over there, but it's worrying, man. What's happening with Everton? Is there any hope of us getting out of the relegation zone? Because the thing is, out of the bottom, like, four teams, we still have the least amount of wins. Like, we've only had three wins all year, six draws. You're second bottom, but you're only above Southampton on goal difference, um, thanks to a few nice games early early in the season. Uh, I think it really depends which manager they're going to pick here. I think Marcelo Bielsa is a better manager, but he sort of has a very distinct um, and very aggressive sort of style of play. So he's a bit more of a long-term investment. Uh, I feel like if they hire him, there's a pretty good chance that they'll go down, but then that they will bounce back up and maybe have more long-term success. But if they hire Sean Dyche, he's like one of these guys who you bring in just to plug the hole 
goals and, uh, you know, avoid relegation. That's his whole job is to do that. So if that's what they go for, you might be sticking around in the EPL. But it's crazy, man. It would be wild to see Everton go down. As long as the Premier League has existed, they've always been in it. And, uh, yeah, this weekend it doesn't look any easier for them as they face, yeah, league leaders Arsenal. Um, the real baptism of fire for whatever poor new managers coming in there. I'm actually looking at who they have to play for the next stretch, and I, it's hard <laughs> to see a win. Arsenal, Liverpool, Leeds, Aston Villa, Nottingham yep. Forest, but even then, Brentford, yeah. and then how's this run? Chelsea, Tottenham, Man U, <laughs> three. Oh, my God, this sucks. Yeah, you'd be oh. praying for results against uh, Leeds and Nottingham Forest out of that, even just one point maybe against Liverpool or Chelsea who are floundering right now, but super tough times ahead for Everton. And like I said, apparently they're up for sale. It's very worrying stuff. Yeah, man. All right, you'll find a little $2 <laughs> bin, I reckon. Uh, look, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll chat some UFC, basketball, NFL, and more. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. So let's, uh, let's chat UFC because this is a Friday with you, Luca. Now, 283 was on last week. We're two weeks out from the from Volk becoming the champ champ, which I'm looking forward to seeing happen in Perth. Uh, give us a recap of what's happened to the UFC. Yeah, so great card over the weekend. Um, a lot of great fights on there. Saw probably the fighter with the best name in all of the UFC, Johnny Walker, pick up a sweet first nice. round KO against the guy with the best uh, nickname, Paul the Bear Jew Craig. Uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty flashy fight there. Uh, also saw welterweight phenom Gilbert Burns reassert himself in the title picture with a pretty easy first round submission win. Uh, in the title fights, we saw Brandon Moreno pick up a TKO by Doctor Stoppage uh, after dominating Davis and Figueredo through three rounds in what was their fourth fight, sort of uh, putting a full stop on that rivalry once and for all. Uh, Figueredo also says he's going up to bantamweight now, so plenty of exciting new options down at uh, down at flyweight for Moreno there, including maybe Kiwi um, Kaikar France. They've fought before, but he's only really one win away from the title picture there. And at light heavyweight, finally, we have a champion. Um, the title has been vacant for a while. It's been a bit of a mess for the UFC light heavyweight championship belt. Uh, going all the way back to UFC 275 in June last year, we saw probably, I think, my favorite fight in UFC history between uh, Yuri Pahashka and Glover Teixeira. Yuri won that one, becomes the champion. They book a rematch. Yuri gets injured, has to fall out of it. They put on sort of a last-minute 
uh, title fight between former champion Jan Blachowicz and uh, rising contender Magomed Ankalaev. They fight to a controversial draw. Even Blachowicz himself admits, I don't think I won that fight. Uh, I think I probably lost that fight. Ankalaev is all pissed off. He threatens to leave the UFC over the poor judging decision. So still no champion there. And then they make a bit of another last minute title fight for this weekend just gone between Jamal Hill and Glover Teixeira. Jamal Hill puts on the most impressive uh, performance of his career picks up a pretty easy win there. Glover retires uh, as a true great of the sport, but even though we do have a champion, there's not really much more clarity because who does Hill fight now? Ankalaev, who sort of lost his controversial draw. Blakowicz, uh, Alex Pereira, the middleweight champions looking to come up as well. Yuri Pahashka's due back pretty soon from his shoulder injury, so there is a champion, but who knows what's coming next in, uh, in the UFC light heavyweight division. And like you say, we're not too far away from seeing Volko fight for the lightweight belt and you're heading over are you mate oh mate i'm so keen i'm so keen. i've never been to a ufc before i was over there obviously to do shows for the for the perth oh, fringe, fringe world timing. and like you know when you're away and you're like oh man if that's on while yeah. i'm here like oh, everything's already paid for let's go let's do man, this man that's thing. good it ain't cheap though oh dude i bet it ain't i cheap. bet how do you feel about his chances <laughs> volko moving up a weight division to fight islam makachev who's just one of these dagestani hammers um, yeah these bloody bear fighters that like sleep in ice baths <laughs> or whatever this freak i looked, i saw the photo and seeing how short volk was but i don't know i feel like ever since seeing volk get out of that chokehold with his head going purple i'm like he can beat anyone <laughs> Yeah, I see it, man. I it see it. Like- and oh, it is a great fight. And it's so rare that you get something like this in the UFC. This is like one versus two in the pound for pound rankings, only separated by one weight division. Volko's already cleared out the featherweight division. Makachev looks like he's sort of about to do that to lightweight. So I think it's perfect time to make this fight. I'm so jealous that you get to go to that, man. Yeah, man. It's going to be pretty exciting. Um, I will be fearing for my life of all of the meatheads that are going to be watching it as well, though. That'll be the scariest part. We'll be leaving. Dude, UFC <laughs> in Perth with an Aussie fighter headlining. Just the Bermuda Triangle of <laughs> getting king hit, you know? <laughs> 100%. Uh, hey, on Monday, let's quickly touch the NFL. Uh, Monday morning is when we'll see the two conference championships taking place. The winners will book themselves a spot in the Super Bowl, one of the most watched sporting events in the world. Chiefs are taking on the Bengals in the AFC. The Eagles are taking on the Niners in the NFC. Chiefs and Bengals is a wild rivalry, right? We hear about Patrick Mahomes, the great Pat Mahomes all the time. Jess announces the MVP of the league as well. He did his ankle in the uh, last game, was hobbling around, still managed to help the Chiefs get the win. He goes up against Joe Burrow, who I reckon is the best quarterback in the NFL at the moment. He's now in his third year with the Bengals. Interesting Mm -hmm. stat, though. Everyone wants to talk about Mahomes and Josh Allen from the Bills. Joe Burrow has a winning record against all of them. And in fact, the Chiefs have never beaten Joe Burrow. So this is going to be a fascinating matchup. Uh, this is the same matchup that booked the Bengals into their final that they lost eventually to the Rams last year. And if you would ask yep. people at the beginning of the year which of those two teams would make it to the final this year, everyone said Rams, no one said Bengals. So they've yep. uh, done the fairy tale again. On the other side, Luca, we've got the Eagles versus the Niners, and this is one of my favorite stories of the NFL, Mr. Irrelevant. Brock Purdy, he's the quarterback for the 49ers. <laughs> the last man picked in the draft. He can now book himself a spot in the Super Bowl. This will be the biggest NFL story since Kurt Warner managed to win uh, a, a championship with the Rams, funnily enough, after not even being drafted and being a what would be considered an old man 
uh, pick for the Rams. <laughs> this is crazy. Dude, it's so good. That matchup especially, sort of the 49ers, like really tight, strong defensive team uh, against a bit more flashy, like running offense of the Eagles. Two great matchups. Can't wait. Any picks in these? What do you reckon? Honestly, I feel like the Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs. I'm just loving yep. the Bengals. I'm, Bengals are my pick for the Super Bowl. I hate the Eagles because I'm a Cowboys fan. Yep. And it's hard yep. for me because uh, Jalen Hurts, their quarterback, who is an absolute freak, he's one of my favorite players out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they could, they, if there's a team that can really trouble the Niners' defense, it would be the Eagles. But I've got to book the fairy tale. I want Bengals v Niners. I want to see what Mr. Irrelevant can do on this eight-game winning streak that he's riding into the final. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Yeah, two awesome matchups. And no matter what the uh, pairing going to the Super Bowl is, it's a great game. It's, it's oh, great yeah. storylines on sort of both sides of that one. Yeah, anyone can win it from here, which is awesome. Hey, before we wrap this up, we'll stick an American sport. There was a college basketball game on. Uh, now, we've seen many a stoppage in a game across all kinds of sports, but this one's probably going to take the cake. An Uber Eats guy wanders onto the court <laughs> to make a delivery during a college basketball. Stops the game for nearly 10 minutes. It is If you get a chance to watch it, we'll play some of the commentary because they describe it way better than anyone else as they figure out who the person who ordered the food is. And it, it's quite shocking. An official's timeout and somebody came on the floor. Oh, this has to be one of the all-time I, I'm greats. actually not kidding. No, I, no, I this think, is the I truth. I think that's what's happening. This guy's in the corner. looked like he... Was he going to deliver the, the McDonald's to somebody on the court? Can we rule that out? A- Maybe I'll put my hand up. I'm getting a little hungry. You can bring it over That's here. Who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref said later. Give it to me later. Not I mean, now. Philip Alston's done a lot. I didn't think he needed a big Mac. Well, that's it for Afternoon Sports today, so make sure you hit follow and subscribe wherever you listen. Uh, Big thanks goes out to Dan McHugh, of course, our producer, and a quick thank you to our sponsors, Luca. Yes, Barclay, Pierce Capital, their only phone call away. Thank you to those guys. And to you, Shad. Cheers, mate. Have a good weekend, brother. Oh, thank you, mate. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Enjoy the sport. Plenty to watch. Plenty to take in. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee, former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon Sport.